the silence that allows for my mind to run around with my ear up to the ground I'm searching to behold the stories that are told when my back is to the world that was smiling when hey it's the HBO boys uh, we're here to talk about arcane it's the show that everybody likes based on the game that everybody hates what if tale of two cities was steampunk and magic and had anime girl joker that's what this show's about I'm, it's, well, the way I'm describing it, it sounds bad, but it's really good. It's a really good show. Wait, people don't like the game? No. I thought it was like a huge game. Yes. Oh, an incredible amount of people play it. All of them, 100% of them, honestly, complain about it while playing it, after playing it, before playing it, yet they still boot it up the next day because they are addicted. Hi, I'm Ryan. That was James and that was Chad. Hey, James, when you do an intro, uh, which by the way, loved it. Really want you to keep doing it. I'm not putting you down. I I want it to keep going. He's putting you down. He wants you to stop. It does sound like you are in a dark room with Jigsaw on the TV and somebody pointing a gun at your head being like, do the intro. Do it now. Well, I, 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 I improv it off the top of my head, so that's a scary situation. As scary as having a gun put to your head. You're very talented, and I, I acknowledge that. It's just also, well, you, you sound terrified. But I want to agree with what Ryan just said, that it seems like people who play other MOBAs hate League of Legends, but then also people that play League of Legends like hate it even more. I never hear anyone talk positively about this game. So, But do they hate it like how people hate... On Pokemon, but still love Pokemon. Like, like, like the Pokemon <laughs> formula hasn't changed much ever, and people like they're complaining that it's showing its age, but they're still going back because they love the game. They love the world of Pokemon. Is it like that, where like people love it, but like they complain about the mechanics? Oh, they have many a complaint. Uh, so this is what I'll say: League of Legends is a universe now right it is spawning Mm -hmm. this tv show uh summoner's rift is but one way to play league of legends p.s if you have never played league of legends summoner's rift is the you have three lanes you get to the other side of the other team's base and you explode it and you win uh, all that good stuff but there are other games in the league of legends hierarchy i I have uh, more hours in team fight tactics than I do League of Legends. I probably have close to 200 hours in Teamfight Tactics, which is a uh, strategy game using the characters from League of Legends. So I knew of Jinx and Vi uh, previous to seeing Arcane, but I really didn't understand any of the lore of the game. And I do want to go back to the idea of hating something, but not really hating, like complaining actively, but and saying you hate something. I mean, I guess we should be experts on this because that's kind of the whole podcast is complaining about things that we like. Right. <laughs> yes. I honestly, 100%, like this is a generation full of that. Complaining about things that you love and you won't say you love it because loving things isn't cool. But like, I have a lot of friends who have been playing World of Warcraft for 10 to 15 years. And every time something new happens, they absolutely hate it. But guess who still has a subscription? I've never played a MOBA. I, obviously, that means I've never played League of Legends. I've never played Dota. There's that new Pokemon MOBA. I'm also never interested in Pokemon that. Pokemon Unite. It is not a good game because 10 minutes in, everything you did doesn't matter anymore. Whoever killed Zapdos wins. It's 
complete horseshit. Uh, to me, watching footage of these games, and they are the biggest games in the world right now, it looks like it's it's all the pressure and negativity of playing a game online, but <laughs> with like World of Warcraft style combat, which is just like the most boring combat in any game. So it's 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 boring no. combat with a toxic online environment. See, okay. the, the little that I know about this genre of game, I actually think that it's really tactical. Oh, it is. Because it's, it, it's all about like timing and yeah, yeah. Like it, from the outside, it looks boring. But like when you when you get through the surface of it, it seems like it's it's actually like so complicated that it's a barrier to entry. Uh, the amount of League of Legends characters is too many. There's a lot of them. And so, yeah, when you start the game, it is an incredibly large mountain to climb. And you have to also learn items. And you have to learn the meta. And you have to, like, on top of uh, there are buffs on the map, there are dragons. Are you supposed to be hitting that dragon? When, you're when are you supposed to be doing that? Wards? What the fuck is a ward? I kind of feel like it's like Tekken or like uh, Mortal Kombat where like, yeah, you can boot up the game and button mash, but like if you play somebody who knows the game, they're like counting frames and they're like, yes. you, don't, they're, you don't stand a chance. You're going to get shit stomped. And yeah. I, I uh, watch a few League of Legends streamers I enjoy the game very much. I can watch full games or at least like uh, montages of games where they cut out the uh, boring bits. And when Arcane the Show, which is what this podcast is about, was oh. announced. I know it is tough <laughs> to understand. But when that was announced, I think it, the initial reaction was very much like, hey, Maybe don't spend time making an arcane or whatever kind of show you're making and balance the fucking game that we all like to play. But that's the same thing as just like when people are mad at politicians for getting ice cream. Be like, how dare you be doing anything recreational and not fixing the country to how I like it? Like, I think that's a bit skewed, but. Okay. So, as I was watching the show, knowing that it was a game that I knew very little about, I was trying to, like, figure out what was a game thing and what was a show yeah, thing. Yeah, me too, me too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to parse, like, who's a playable character and who is it, and I was totally wrong on a lot of them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> a lot of them are playable characters, and the ones that aren't playable characters will most likely be playable characters one day. But I mean, Heimerdinger, playable character, Jace, Vi, yeah. Jinx. Victor, even. Victor is a, a wonderfully designed character. And there is a character in here that I'm sure we'll we'll talk about this a little later. Uh, the patriarch of Vi and Jinx, who is not a playable character. Or is he? Oh, mm. that guy. <laughs> so, as I mentioned earlier, the plot is like, it's like a tale of two cities, but in steampunk magic land. And uh, they're also, the, the, the two cities are like kind of at war, but not always. And some people live in golden castles, and other people live in shitty slums. And so the two main characters are Violet, who goes by V, and Powder who ends up being the champion Jinx and Haley Steinfeld as Violet. Big year for her. Huge year yeah. for her. Also Ella Purnell as Jinx, who is uh, a star of Yellow Jackets on Showtime, which is also an amazing show. 
and her character is very annoying, but she does a very good job making that character be annoying enough where I feel feelings about it. Who, Jinx? No, uh, Ella Purnell's character in Yellow Jackets. Oh, I'm sorry. I oh, really who is she like in Yellow Jackets? Yeah. You're not even listening to your own podcast, Chad. No. Sorry, sorry, who is she? What did you say? Who is she in Yellow Jackets? Uh, she is Jackie. She's the... Uh, oh, yeah, the worst character. The worst one, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's very good as Jackie. She's though. so good. Sad. I'm sad. At being the worst. At the, I haven't mm-hmm. seen Yellow Jacket yet, but I really liked this. The whole time watching this, I was going back and forth between three things. One was just like enjoying the show because it was a really good show. It's well written, really well animated. I thought the art style was beautiful. Two, as I said previously, trying to gamify the uh, the show. And three, I kept thinking like what a great setting this would be for a TTRPG. A TT. What does that even a mean? A tabletop a tabletop RPG? Oh, sure. Oh. Yes. Like like Dungeons like a D&D or- like a D&D kind of game. Yeah. And like there's just so much to it like D- different aspects of the same mechanics like there's the the magic and then there's like the magic tech and then there's like just the tech tech and then there's just like these, these like brutal characters and the the whole aesthetic it's just there's it's so they did a really good job world building and uh i just thought that was really great and uh the other main characters who live in the rich part of town are jace the mind slayer from magic the gathering and <laughs> The councilwoman, Mel, who is like the rich, powerful power broker of the high society. Yeah, and you don't really get this until later, but she's actually from another, like, nation. Like, I, I didn't, if, if that was told to us earlier in the show, I was kind of, like, surprised to learn that she's from somewhere else. Yes. So, we yeah. are being introduced here to two settings within the world of League of Legends which is the underground, which is the underground of Piltover. It's like it's literally underground. But she is the daughter of Ambessa, who is a Noxian warlord. So basically, we're just understanding from the very beginning. We are seeing the story of one time and one place, but this is an entire universe. It is a game with hundreds of characters who all live at the same time in the same universe. And so all of their stories are happening simultaneously. And we are seeing but a small part of it. So, Ryan, so um, are the characters that we're seeing in this show, are they like like uh, League of Legends prime characters? Or are we are they just like random a random assortment of characters that... They chose Jace, to- Jace and Jinx are huge characters. Yes. So this is what I'll say. There are so many characters in League of Legends at this point that people really, if you have a cursory understanding of the game, what you'll only probably know is what's meta, like what you're seeing on Summoner's Rift day in and day out. So uh, Jace is someone, like if I know the character a person who has played uh, the actual game League of Legends for under 10 hours, but has played a lot of uh, team fight tactics. So I guess I know a bit more than the normal person would. But if I know the character, then it is one that is, I don't know, slightly famous. Like, I know Jace. I know Jinx. I know Vi. 
I had never heard of Mel before. I know Heimerdinger. Uh, he's part of the Yordles. I want to see a Yordle thing very badly. There, there are more Yordles. They all are tiny little hamster fellas. Uh, not, they're not hamsters, but gosh, I want to see more of they're them. They're hamsters. They're right. hamster people. I know Caitlin, and I know Victor. I know. Uh, I'm just going to keep na- singed. I knew as well. <laughs> So, 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 so. Long story short, there are there are well known characters in the and game. Ryan knows them, and Ryan knows them, and they were the ones that they chose to feature. So, like, they they didn't just like pick a random assortment, right? And I think the most entertaining version of this podcast is just me listing for the next forty five yeah. minutes who I know. The show is nine episodes long, and those episodes are broken up into acts. So, Act One takes place a couple years before the rest of the story. Vi and Powder are sisters in the Undercity uh, just trying to get along, and they get wrapped up into a big feud between two Undercity crime lords, and at the end of which uh, their surrogate father and all their friends are killed by Powder, accidentally trying to help them beat Silco, who's like the bad Undercity crime God, lord. That destroyed it, That was me. very sad, yeah. Oh, was, man. That, episode three is brutal. It was so heavy. Because, like, you see Jinx, she's, like, or, sorry, Powder, she's so, like, happy that she can finally help, and, like, she has no idea what's happened. And then, like, you just, when when she figures it out, when she understands what had, what she did, it just, it just, uh, it was just, the, 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 the subtlety that the, uh, that this show gives to the animation, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the animation, because. I was. I know. But I stopped you because now my point is important. So okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. But what I actually feel like <laughs> if I had wasn't listening to the show at all, if it was on mute and then I paused it at any given point, it could absolutely just be like a screen. A desktop saver. wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the, like the, the little subtleties, because all the characters are very complex. The show did a really good job, uh, like really rounding out characters. And uh, what you get from that is... A lot of subtle, like small moments, small motions that they give that like convey a depth and and, like you, it really humanizes the characters. And it's something that's really, really hard to get in animation, especially for a series when they usually, you know, their budgets are usually a lot smaller and they have to, if they're going to cut costs, they're going to cut costs on animation. It it was a beautiful, well-rendered, very thoughtful execution and it happened to be very beautiful at the same time. They also did a very good job. So I, I loved it. Of putting in enough for people who play the games for them to be like, have some moments of like, uh, uh, that's a voice line from the game. Yeah, there were <laughs> like, there were obvious like moments where it was fan service. But again, like, you guys are League of Legends Navi, and you didn't need that shit. Like, it maybe once or twice you'd have a glean in your eye of like, that seemed like they were looking through the TV a little bit, but whatever. Yeah. Like, I wasn't pulled out enough for me to not enjoy even the moment where it happened. There was one moment that was really over, and I, I can't recall it right now, but one guy just said like, Power it up or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a line from the game. Right. It, it was very, very clearly fan service. And I, even it, I caught it. 
There is a MacGuffin, as I think every IP at this point is desperate to have a plot point that is outside of the characters that everybody is fighting over. You know, uh, it's the Infinity Stones in the MCU. And in Arcane, they are fighting over the a new technology that Jace and uh, his partner, Victor, have crafted. And it is basically just a fight of old versus new. Hey, don't do that. Uh, you basically are building the next metaphorical or literal nuclear bomb. Right. They literally challenge the idea of progress. Uh, yeah. And as Heimerdinger says, like, what you're doing is going to get a lot of people killed. And then the opposite side of that coin is like, listen, man, if it's not us doing it, someone else is going to. And also, shouldn't we always just try to do anything that we possibly can do? Like, should there not be a line in the sand for progress? Which I absolutely adored that storyline because I was like, hey, Hmm. that's like real life. Yeah. And first of all, uh, Heimerdinger, hate him. He's just a wet blanket. Every scene, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I will that tell sounds you, dangerous. He is not like that in... So this style, the animation style, is directly pulled from the animatics that they use or have been making for years for League of Legends. It's like they already had built the engine to make the show. They just added more money and more animators and writers and directors on top of it because they had already sort of built the infrastructure to do this exact animation. They've been doing it for years. Watch any of the animatics from the last three years. They're this beautiful, just with worse writing. And I will say, that's just because uh, the writing of the show was wonderful, but Heimerdinger was like not a wet blanket in any of those. He, in fact, is like on the side of technology and on the side of progress. But obviously we got here and they were like, well, we need someone to be like, don't, though. Well, he was specifically against the use of magic in the technology. That's what he was concerned about. And I think Hextech's a really cool concept for a fantasy setting. Like, anybody can use magic now, as long as you're rich enough to buy magic device it kind of reminded me of caster bullets from outlaw star mm. well, i just kind of like that yeah oh you you um, I, you know what that means i did not know what that means mm. but also <laughs> i like the so hex tech and all of these things they're the items from the game like right there's okay. a item in the game called the hex tech gun blade that i build sometimes and put on my characters and team fight tactics so heimdinger what so like you're right a lot of his scenes he was saying like oh no we need to stop but i i think that that played well for the character not just because it introduced a conflict but because you understood where he was coming from and you got to see kind of like what it's like to see the world from the perspective of someone who can age for hundreds of years. Right. Like he said, yeah, this is great. Let's wait a few decades and sort this out. Cause he, that's how he thinks. Yeah. He his, thinks in terms of decades cause he has the time. His timeline is incredibly elastic. Cause again, you'd like, you just said he's going to be around forever, but also you get the vibe that he's just like lived through multiple genocides and is kind of over it. Right. So I, I, you're right. He was a wet blanket, but I think that I think that actually was a credit to him. I think that where they left the character at the end of the show. Oh, he, at the end of the show, he's absolutely vindicated. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's gonna be he's 
I think he's going to have a bigger arc in the in the second season, which they most assuredly are going to have. In fact, I think they already announced it. Oh, yeah. They did announce no. it. It broke every Netflix record in its first week, and also everybody, including the critics, loved it. They are going to shove a season two so far up our ass, we can taste it, and I can't wait. We're going to get 15 episodes, and it's going to be six episodes too long. How dare you? Well, it's gonna. That's what they do. So act one ends with their story with them, Victor and Jace, figuring out how Hextech works, and obviously it's going to change things. And then we jump, we do a time skip into the future and now Hextech has taken over the city it's now like the most powerful city in the region because they have magic portals that you can jump to and all this other magic shit and there's a lot of pressure on Jason Victor to weaponize Hextech which is Heimerdinger's big nightmare and they don't want to do it no man we're not going to weaponize it we're just going to make a bunch of lasers and super powerful fisty punches Yeah, this is just a cannon which you will use to fire at a tree you want to knock down, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you know, Jace makes his hammer. That's the hammer he uses in the game. And then he brings out the glove, and I immediately recognized it as the glove that Vi has in the game. So I was like, oh, she's going to get that. I don't know how she's going to get that, but she's going to get that at some point. I think that's when he said, like, hammer time or something. He said something weird when he got the hammer out. That's, that's what I was referring to earlier. I think he said, um, I am the artist formerly known as Prince, which felt really out of character. <laughs> what? <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Undercity, the bad crime lord Silco is using his technology to gain more and more power as his lieutenants, including a now grown-up and even crazier uh, powder going by Jinx, are raiding the 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 upper city and stealing more Hextech as time goes on. And so Jace's friend, Caitlin, who's a champion from the games. And I got to say, I looked what she, what she's like in the games and in the show, she's like a very self serious, very like morally straight, uh, cop basically. And in the games, she's like a cockney waif. Like she's totally different. (laughs) Still a cop, but she's, I think 10 years older in the games. I believe that's when uh, the Summoner's Rift is is kind of like 10 years ahead of where Arcane is now. But yes, uh, they did some, uh, took some liberties uh, with her character to make her more exactly what they wanted. Silco is not in the game, which is a real bummer because his character really? is so, so, yep. Silco, original character, not in the game. Caitlin, in the game, she is used as a sniper and she sucks. You know, it's funny because I was going to say, spoiler alert, Victor, or not, sorry, Silco dies at the end of the season. And I was going to say, he's, there's no consequences for the main characters except for Silco, who died at the end. Um, Well, there's some consequences for the upper, the, the upper city characters. Oh, there's one large. We don't don't know. Pretty immediate ones. We don't know. We don't know if anyone, anyone dies. Coming through the fucking window. By the way, I need to caveat this. Caitlyn is bad in TFT. I don't know if she's bad in Lord of League of Legends. I don't need fucking people being Lord all like, Lord of dare Legends. You? Lord of League of Legends. Lord of Legends. So, uh, there's so we're introduced to three different kinds of technology. I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but there's Jinx's tech, which is just like very mechanical. There's uh, Hex steampunk. tech, which is like magic technology. Yeah, steampunk. Um, and then there's, uh, Silco's tech, which is like bioengineering. Evil drugs. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting to see those different forces kind of 
uh, meat. Are, are the evil drugs in the game, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Evil drugs in the game, for sure. Dr. Mundo. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, we haven't even met Dr. Mundo yet. Bunch of people taking a bunch of weird bio drugs and becoming very weird. Wait, that, that guy wasn't Dr. Mundo that, that uh, Victor was friends with? No. Okay. No, Dr. Mundo isn't around yet. I hope he is around sometime okay. soon. But also, Jinx, Harley Quinn, right? Just Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn or like a girl Joker, basically. And so as act two goes on, Caitlin is kind of getting on Jinx's tail. She doesn't know who Jinx is yet, but she thinks she knows who's behind all these terrorist attacks and hex tech thefts. And so she goes into jail and breaks V out, who's now grown up and is a strong fighter. I don't know. She like Jean Valjean. She got super jacked in jail. And now uh, <laughs> they're on the chase for Silco and Jinx. And one thing which a little a bit annoyed me, and I guess it annoyed the fandom too, is that like throughout the show, they kept teasing that they were shipping Vi and Caitlin, but then never like never quite pulling the trigger what? on that. I did not pick up on that at all. Oh, really? I totally, I totally picked up on it. How did you not pick up on that? Maybe I'm just blind and deaf. I don't know. Jeez. When, when Ryan was in college and a, and a girl was flirting with him, he's like, wow, what a nice girl. <laughs> she must be really friendly. <laughs> I could always now. use some more friends. <laughs> I just want to I just want to point out real quick that we've we've successfully referenced Outlaw Star and the Count of Monte Cristo in this podcast. No, Jean Valjean is from Les Misérables. Oh, I'm sorry. Need more books. You're right. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the Count of Monte Cristo. Obviously, where he was in jail and learned how to yep. fight. Nope, not Jean Valjean. Yeah, Javert. He's in uh, I think Bastar Galactica. <laughs> I think that I think that my reference was better than than Jean Valjean. Okay, so. At the end of Act 2, they're getting more and more pressure to, like, regulate Hextech. Jace is elevated to a city councilor. He's, like, the new guy in charge of Hextech. And they oust Timerdinger, which was both sad because he was sad, but then also kind of funny because he's like a little Ewok. So it's so, it's funny to see uh, <laughs> everyone turn against him and kick him out. It was so sad. He's a yordle. Jace, and by the way, Jace is, like... Uh, Heimerdinger is his mentor, so a father figure of his just gets expelled just so that Hextech and technology and discovery can succeed while they're, you know, a tiny yordle dude is just like, this is going to kill millions of people. You guys don't care? All right. It seems like you guys don't care. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, hey Ryan. Yeah, dude. So, so my perception of the game from the outside looking in mm-hmm. is that it's like the Hunger Games where like every now and then they just have to have this like tournament where they all fight to the death. No, mm-hmm. no. Chad, it's more like Mortal Kombat where like the different parts of the universe have to go to war in a big war. Okay, that's okay. Okay. Right. So, and but that's not what's happening in the show at all. No. So, we assume, and by we, I mean the fandom, I, and perhaps the audience, assumes that why is everybody going to Summoner's Rift and trying to murder each other is going to be more fleshed out in later right. seasons of the show. So, once the self contained stories of Piltover are finished, Chad, they will all go fight Shao Kahn in Outland. Right. I see. Um, also, okay. Okay. I, I accept. 
right. <laughs> we haven't talked so, about Echo at all. And then are you about to talk about Echo? Well, was, yeah. Well, then at the end of Act Two, Vi and Caitlin they're fighting the bad guys, and they get kind of saved slash kidnapped by Echo, who's another champion, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. He's the hoverboard guy. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him. He's good. <laughs> He's good. In Act Three, uh, it all starts coming together here. Jace kind of uh, wants to have peace with the bad guys in the Undercity because he realizes that. The, the rich upper city has fucked them over in a lot of ways, and a lot of the radicalization coming out of the Undercity can be attributed to the rich folks not giving a fuck or actively fucking them over. And so that's not true. To he life. wants to have peace, and the other council members, some of them want to go to war. Mel's mom comes from War Town and is like, "Go to war." <laughs> yeah, stop being pussies. I'm from War Town. It's Noxia. That's okay. And he makes a deal. With Silco, he's like, okay, we can have peace between our two cities, but only if you turn over Jinx so we can, I don't know, publicly execute her or something. Right. We need a uh, a pound of flesh. Uh, Jinx was a, was a famous terrorist. Can we can we just take a second to talk about the Jinx-Silco relationship? Sure. Yeah, I thought they were fucking, but it turns out they're like, it's a father-son thing. It, was, it was weird, <laughs> right? It was super weird. I thought he groomed her, and then it turned out he didn't. Silco, bad guy, uh, not a, not a pervert. Apparently. Right. I thought he was a pervert the entire time. And then at the end, him not being a pervert was like, huh, okay, still a genocidal maniac. Like, I, well, yeah, he is a genocidal maniac, but I, but he's I just kind not of, a predator. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> right. felt bad for Silco, though, because like he had to give up, like he didn't care about much. He cared about like his, his endeavor. And then he cared about right. Jinx and he had to give up Jinx for his like life goal right well if if you take him at his word he said he was gonna turn down the peace deal right in, on behalf because he loved jinx he also said that to jinx as he was dying which you know you probably would say right if you knew you well, were about to die like you go out on a high note you know it's so interesting to me that he's not in the game because he he, he was so well developed in the show he can't be in the game that, he's dead well now right. he's dead well, uh, we should also say I glossed over this. The reason that Jace wants decides that he needs to have peace is because him and Vi, uh, they meet through Caitlyn and they do like a raid on the Undercity and Jace like immediately kills a child. Yeah. <laughs> yes, In, he like, does. five minutes, just yeah. mercs like a nine-year-old. <laughs> Turns out uh, Golden Boy ain't so shiny, so uh, he needs to be able to fix that. What I will also say is I think Silco's character is a perfect representation of how good this show is. Because yeah. I don't think it is easy anymore to make a villain that is interesting. Because we've had superhero movies for 20 years now. And we've had movies for over a century where villains are a plenty. And making them new, exciting, interesting is just incredibly difficult now because there are so many tropes that even when people aren't trying to do purposely, it still kind of happen. Right. Silco is like a as like a killmonger style revolutionary villain, right? He's not just doing it like gentleman to evil. Like he actually yeah. has like a political project he's so, trying to do. But but here I mean this this might be a controversial idea, but love that. I, I like Silco. I know what he wanted. I know what his goal was, but I don't think 
it was very well established his reasoning other than the fact that he's just like is where he is but and i think it's a testament to the character to like how the character was written that we look at him as an interesting uh like fleshed out character despite that like i don't maybe maybe you guys disagree i kind of felt like his motivations were a little wishy-washy yeah i thought he was so so what happened was right like i i knew i knew what he wanted i was like a famine or something in the undercity okay so they kind of rose up against the against piltover to be like hey this is this is on you like we're coming to get our slice of the pie and response piltover just like purged wasn't that the, the cold open basically it was the cold open yeah where yeah, yeah, yeah. where vander uh the patriarch of vi and jinx who quote unquote dies at the end of the first act he was on the bridge with their parents who died on said bridge when piltover squashed the uprising so ever since then the underground has been like hey how about those guys fuck themselves so because uh jace goes to the council he's like it turns out it's pretty hard to enforce laws on the other city without killing children we should have peace and and they're 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 discussing it they're gonna have a vote on it and then meanwhile vi and caitlin and silco all get kidnapped to go to like jinx's tea party this this was a little too arch for me when she has all the characters tied to chairs and she's like now we're gonna have an evil tea party and we're gonna find out who really loves me yeah Uh, yeah sure i I was fine with that it moved us along and it was a way to differentiate uh jinx from every manic pixie anti-hero she's not like harley quinn because she doesn't have a heart of gold she actually kills people no yeah no she's terrible well, I, like she's, I think, I she's think, not yeah. insane in a cute way the, she's insane in a dangerous way the showrunners had 20 minutes left to end the season and they needed to get everybody in one place to right. uh to conclude the story so that's what they did can we talk about the uh, uh let me know if you're about to talk about it but i want to talk about the uh echo jinx fight yeah that was good. I, I, to be honest, Jinx is like so frail, <laughs> like looking, and so scrawny. It's crazy every time she picks up like a three hundred pound Gatling gun. Yeah. Um, but all the fights in this show are amazing. And actually, yeah. I was watching some of the Ryan mentioned earlier, the like the cutscenes for League of Legends, whatever. Those are even better. They're so good. The fight scenes in this show. The fight scenes in this show, but. But the ones that are like on YouTube are great. That fight between Echo and Jinx, that was the first fight where I, I actually thought that somebody died. Like one of the main yeah. characters died. I mean nobody neither of them did. But that was that one was really well done because they they intro they set it up with this like childhood game that they played and then yeah. they like relived it, but it was like for keeps. And I, I it was yeah. And I, I loved the show. It, I don't know if you guys not can to tell get that. too nerdy, Chad, but it reminded me of uh, Obito and Kakashi, like as they're fighting, they're like flashing yeah. the fights they had when they were friends. I, I I said I actually I said that to my wife where, during where the fight. Am yeah. I? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Sorry. No, no, um, it's fine. All I want to say about that scene is that the music was so so good. In fact, the music of the entire show was. Uh, so well thought out and put together but for a show that has animation that is unique within itself and something to behold that scene was like a step up of another kind of awesome animation that made it a heightened version of 
a show that I would already count as heightened above any other animated show on TV. Yeah, it was, it was the, the show, the animation, you're right, that scene in particular, they do a really good job um, having like really large like aggressive motions, but having a lot of subtlety. I pay attention. I try to pay attention to a lot of like subtle things when I watch, especially animated shows. Cause, cause unlike when like actors in animation, they can get it exactly how they want. And you can tell when animators and directors of animated, uh, media, when they care and when they know what they're doing, because you can see like muscle spasms, at the moments that, like, it, I, I, I can't, I, I can't, this is a podcast. I would need to, like, show you a clip and, like, point at a thing to explain yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so good. It's just, it's so good. And they do it without being overly complex in, in their visual language. So the show ends with the big tea party set piece, and Jinx wants. Vi to kill Caitlyn to prove her love to her, her sister, but she won't do it. Instead, they kind of can, they tell her like, oh, actually, did you know Silco's about to sell you out for this peace deal? And so Jinx kills him. And then with his dying breath, he was like, actually, I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, he retcons his own kind plan. Of, <laughs> uh, that breaks Jinx's mind even further. And then just in the upper city, as they're voting, like, I vote to have a happy ending. Who agrees? And everyone raises their hand. <laughs> Not and then Jinx. Jinx shoots a magic rocket launcher directly at where they're having that vote. And I said this at the time. If there were no season two, if that were just the ending to this story or like yeah. this anthology, and now we're going to somewhere else in League of Legends mythos, that would have oh, been a brilliant ending so on its own. But it, it's also an amazing cliffhanger. It's such a good cliffhanger. And by the way, like Piltover is one of, I think, 14 places or regions where uh, characters can 14? be from. 14? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Piltover is, again, like broken into two where it is the upper Jesus city and the, and the lower city. And I would argue from seeing all of the animatics and from the little that I know, it is not even like top five most interesting ones to me. Like Bilgewater, the pirate area is so well fleshed out. Freljord, Freljord, I can't say any of these words. We're so, the so this is a from. podcast of, of James and I making references that Ryan doesn't understand and Ryan making references that we don't understand. I want a Yordle show, Chad. I mean, I want a Yordle show too. And I hadn't considered, I didn't know there were 14 other locations. I hadn't considered that they, that season two could take place somewhere else entirely. Well, well, so I'm sure we will get a season two of Arcane, but I hope they do make a parallel oh, uh, show no. with the exact same art style. In some different setting with different themes. So you know, you're talking cool. about the League of Legends cinematic universe. Right. Yeah. And then, as Ryan said, like, you know, the, the portal to Outland opens up. And, and the, the event, they all got to. The, yeah, the Avengers come and. On your left. I mean, I'm on board. If that, if that, if that's what they do, I'm on board. I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to make a season two and they're going to continue the story that they got. And maybe. Right. What, uh, circumstances will bring them to new locations and we'll meet new characters. So but, if, if you're listening to this show, you've just had the whole story spoiled for you. So you've probably either watched the whole thing or you don't intend to. But even if so. that's how you feel, like you don't really want to watch it, I would say give it a shot anyway. It's the best anime in years. Uh, sorry, Japan. 
Um, it's better than a lot of the <laughs> anime that's Japan. coming even out of Japan at the same time. <laughs> and what an adaptation of a video game. You know, like, usually video right. game media is just garbage. Oh, it's, the, it's the best one but that's been made ever? It's the best one by it. far. I mean, not even knowing the game, I think they nailed it. Although I hear the Castlevania anime is pretty good, too. I, I saw the, I watched the, the beginning of the Castlevania anime. It was good. It was fine. Okay. The Arcane's better. It, it was a hard sell. Like, anytime I started telling anybody about it, and I had to start with, it is based on the world of a video game, a lot of people's minds just kind of turn off. Mine did. Oh, when I saw League of Legends, I was like, not for me. And then when I heard Ryan and, and some of the other, like, people in our in our HBO Boys Discord talking about it, I was like, well, I guess I better check it out then if it's that good. Oh, we should check. You guys should check out the Discord if you're listening, because that's where we found the show and we love the show. Um, that's true. But we have a Patreon uh, so, as well. <laughs> yeah, there's a Patreon as well. If you sign up for the Patreon, I guess you get access to another channel on the Discord. I, I think that's I, I always questioned why they called it Arcane and not League of Legends. And that's probably why is because they know that yeah. people who see League of Legends. Oh, I've heard that. That's that game. Skip that. But Arcane is a name that, I mean, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, has no bearing on the game whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know. If it is, then I knew nothing about it. But yes, they were trying to give it, I believe, a a general disposition because they had a lot of hurdles to get over. Number one, it's an animated show, which some people just won't watch in the first place. On Netflix. And number two, they have to have Netflix. And then number three, you hear that it's about a video game and every IP you've ever seen from a video game, or at least 99% of it, has been pure trash. There's no historical evidence that that's ever going to be good, except for the fact that if you've been watching certain video games animatics over the last five years they have entire departments who only do this so i want an overwatch show oh oh well so that ryan i was gonna say i mean we all praised arcane through the roof we all recommend it right yeah Mm -hmm. so now i'd like to take us to a article on screen rant called arcane 10 video games that should have a netflix show and i'll go Ah. through the 10 they have a list here and you guys can say what you think yes or no okay we're producers chad you and me. We're a famous oh, right. producing cool. group, the Chad and Ryan Industries. We made a lot of big hits. We made The Barney Show, Eureka's Castle, and Schindler's List. Okay? Okay. okay. We, we should be called Brady Brady Tower, though. God. So this See, is this, screen is, rant this is why you article. make the big bucks, it's Chad. It's written by Starlene <laughs> Rivera, and she writes, Arcane League of Legends debuted on Netflix to massive success yeah it did it is likely other video games you do that every suit, podcast chad <laughs> creating series that even non-gamers can enjoy oh, non-gamers <laughs> so the first one uh the article recommends apex legends Shit. and i'm gonna go ahead and say no i mean <laughs> that should not be a show uh I don't know if any battle royale should be a show right every episode they kill each other to the last man <laughs> right, just uh, ten episodes of a Fortnite show where they land have to be at Tilted Towers. Every one of them, and it's about two minutes long. No, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, like, think about Battle Royale or Hunger Games or all these other battle, like literal. That's the story. What you'll get though is the background around 
why those things are happening. How many Hunger Games do we need? Six. All right. Well, the next one they recommend, Overwatch, is a PvP shooter that has a unique twist on focusing heroes with special abilities. I think, yes. Absolutely. Overwatch is cutscenes I watch as well. Absolutely. That would be a great show. Oh, my God. I I don't even play Overwatch, and I would like to see a show about Overwatch. I would kill every one of my friends and family. I would look them in their eyes as their life left their body and watch their eyes close to get an Overwatch TV show. That would be so cool. Chad, you'd be first. Okay. I mean, (laughs) the next one they recommend it's called Valorant, and I know this game has a Overwatch clone. Nope, but not as interesting. It is not cool looking. I appreciate that. As a person who really loves Overwatch, I appreciate you like weirdly uh, internally defending it. Valorant is not an Overwatch clone. In fact, it is a uh, Riot game uh, alongside League of Legends, and Uh. it is more like CSGO than Overwatch. It just has abilities added on top of it, so it's basically the love child of CSGO and Overwatch. Does it take place in the League of Legends universe? It does not, no. No, then thumbs down. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really fun game, and we should all download it and play it together. Maybe a few uh, games. uh, One of us will rage quit, throw a computer out a window, but it is good. Can I be that one? Yeah. The next game they suggest (laughs) should be a Netflix adaptation the Elder Scrolls, and I, as much as I love that series, I'm gonna say no, probably no, because no, like, what, what can so. it do that The Witcher hasn't already done? I was just about to say we, I forgot about The Witcher for the last fifty <laughs> minutes. The Witcher's dope, and I love it. The, so yeah. the thing about The Witcher is that there's a story. Right. Uh, Elder Scrolls, like, I guess there's a story, but you can kind of do whatever you want. That's like the whole right. point. And, and usually, the main storyline of any of the Elder Scrolls games is like the weakest, and it's yeah. all like the side shit that's way better. Right. So you. Can can't you can't base a game or a movie on a game where the the point is you can choose what you want to do because you're gonna piss no matter what you do you're gonna piss somebody off yes i want an assassin's creed movie and but i only want three to four hours of just like the main character doing side quests to become a god so that when they do the main storyline at the end they finish it in like a minute if it's not that that i don't care the next game they recommend, and this is a huge two thumbs down for me, Destiny 2, a game which I've played and beaten and has a terrible story and really bad cutscenes with characters that you don't care about and an ugly pig man <laughs> as a b- main villain. Our, our friend G-Baby would be so mad about this. He definitely wants a Destiny 2 game. In fact, it was the first thing. There were so many people who came out of the woodwork after Arcane ended and thought of their favorite game in their head and was like... I want that to be a TV show now. Uh, our friend G-Baby uh, loves Destiny 2 and is like, it would be a perfect show. It wouldn't. It would suck. But That's that's a cruel impression. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's exactly what... It would be... I'm G-Baby. I'm, it would be a you know, it's true. <laughs> on, on, the, on Discord, he's always playing Destiny. That's because he loves Destiny. Yeah, constantly. He's playing God of War right next now. next game they Is recommend, and I'm, I'm surprised this isn't already a thing, a Fortnite TV show. No. Which I'm sure mm-hmm. what if that would be a huge success. Yeah. Fucking Zoomers would go insane. No, I want that. Uh, it would be lol so random. I don't want that. You know, it, it would be like one of those Lego TV shows, but with Fortnite characters. I feel like everybody would be Deadpool. I don't want that. Yeah, it would. It would be a show starring 20 Deadpool. Would it star Ninja and Drake? I don't want that. I don't want it. okay the next one life is strange and this would Mm. be a terrible tv show but i would love to see it because it would be insanely cringe 
I played that. I played all of that game. Uh, it is extremely like it's so. Uh, hello, fellow kids. The game, <laughs> yeah. basically, the Steve, the it's Steve like Buscemi old meme. French people trying to write uh, like American teenagers, and they're just like breaking out. Like she's like, wow. Chloe is a total steampunk. Go fuck yourself, <laughs> Like insane cringe dialogue. It would be a beautiful TV. I, I don't. I don't know this game. Life is strange. It is a Square Enix distributed. Don't nod. Like walking sim game. Choose your own adventure type game. Okay. 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 And it. I mean, I I enjoyed I mean, it while playing I, it, but part just, of what I enjoyed about it was how stupid it was. So I mean, I feel like there's other Square Enix games that would be better candidates. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there's this game. Get ahead of yourself. It's called Lake, and you uh, move back to a small town that you left many years ago, and you become that town's postal worker for a week. And the game is mm-hmm. you just deliver the mail. That would be a rocking TV show. Well, there's also this fire watch where you're just alone in a fire tower in a forest looking around for fires and not seeing it. I love that game. (laughs) Guys, what about World of Goo? That would be a great show. World of Goo? That's gross. You guys are familiar with World of Goo, right? The Last of Us is literally about to be a show. Right. Uh, The next one, God of War. I I guess. Whatever. I I really have never been interested in that series. I haven't played any of them. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, G-Baby. Again, we're bringing up the G-Babers. He's playing it right. A lot of people are playing it right now because it just got remastered for PC. I'm probably going to play it pretty soon because I never have and I want to. I am not. Okay. And then lastly, uh, The Legend of Zelda, which was almost going to be a Netflix show and then it got canceled pre-production. Excuse it was going to be live action. Excuse me, princess. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. It was a show. Ryan's right. It was a show in the 90s. Yeah. Excuse me, princess. <laughs> I mean, the, that's a contentious. Because what is what is a Legend of Zelda show? Is it Ocarina of Time? Is it like, how do you do I that? I think it, w- it would have to be. It would be like The Witcher with no dialogue, but just like beautiful, beautiful scenery. What? A silent film, luscious, beautiful animation version of The Witcher starring Link. Majora's Mask is the best Legend of Zelda <laughs> game. Fight me about it. It's up there. <laughs> wow. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> so, I mean, do you guys have any video games not on this list that should be a TV show? Oh, man, if you gave me some time to think about it, absolutely. Well, Great. you can have some time to think about it right now while Ryan gives his answer. If you gave me some time to think about it, absolutely. I thought you, I thought you were going to be like, Team Fight Tactics. So, <laughs> Make um, that a show. No, well, Team Fight Tactics would just be arcane. But, um... <laughs> So we're we're covered there. So World of Warcraft got a a movie, uh, one that oh my god, it did was critically panned. It's terrible. And it was not very yeah. good. I think it, it could absolutely be a. You know what should be a TV show? Oh, as an animated show, World of Warcraft could be good. Oh, it absolutely could be a little ditty from 2006, an MMORPG I grew up with, Dark Age of Camelot. That should be a show. Oh jeez. <laughs> you know what I want. It, 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 and this almost happened too. And I think that if done right, it could be really good. And that is a Metroid show. I think that, that if that if if it's done right, that could be a very compelling like a, like a Metroid anime. There is a Metroid manga. 
I, there's, I, I read it. Yeah, I did read it. It's good. It's fine. Cool. But I think that, that like, the world and, like, the whole concept of, like, the Chozo and the Metroids and, like, the war against the ex-parasites and, like, the the political issues with the Federation. Like, th- there's a lot going on in the background of Metroid games that you don't know about. Which I think it seems like that's what's happening with Arcane too, and that's that's I think that's right. why the show is so interesting is because like people know these characters and they don't necessarily know their motivations or their or their backstories to this degree or how they how they all interweave. But the same is true about Samus. All you know about Samus is she's a silent protagonist who has to destroy the Metroids and then Mother Brain because. Metroids are dangerous and Mother Brain is evil and space pirates are in there for some reason. But like, you don't know what's going on in the background. Like, you don't know that the Metroid were actually supposed to be a, a weapon for good and the ex-parasites were evil and like the Chozo were like this tribe of pacifists and like, it's just, there's just so much going on. I think it could be good. My answer to this question for the longest time would have just been like the Dishonored games because they're really good story and really good setting, but that would just be like goth arcane, so <laughs> there's really no need to make it. I, I was trying to think of something that wasn't like the, the game, because so many games now are basically movies. And I was trying to yeah. think of something that was There's wasn't. a whole genre of games where you just play through like a movie. Ryan and I played a little bit of the other one, the, uh, played one of the, the other day. We um, have to continue that that was a very fun night i would love to where I'd we made what, what every, we made every character not say anything for a period of time what game uh, uh uh i forget the name of the one we played but it's like a sequel to until dawn it's like a horror movie where you play as the stupid teenage characters and make choices and ryan and i had one character who was just silent the entire time <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you can choose to say nothing so she just said nothing every time <laughs> and this guy's like best. baby will you marry me Say nothing. So, yeah. What's wrong? Why won't you marry me? I have two two honorable <laughs> mentions here that um, mm-hmm. I, I haven't played either of them, but one of them is a shout out for a friend, and the other one I just feel like, based on what I know, would be good. The first one is Psychonauts, and that's Brian Martin Bowker. I feel like he Martin would Bucket love he would love <laughs> that show. He just contacted me to get me to make uh, a bunch of class act videos private, which is fun. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't have put our real names on those in every single one, Andrew. <laughs> we were and are comedy icons, James. Okay. Right. Yeah. Stupid dumb people had like 10,000 views. All right. We're alien. No one knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Nobody knows what we're All talking right. about. Arcane was good. I hope season two comes out soon. Is it coming out soon? Oh, yeah. No, no, it's, not. it's animation. Also, hey, it's going to take guys, a year and a half. <laughs> uh, Vander is for sure Warwick. So. Uh, theory time. Is he not dead? Uh, I I don't think Vander is not dead. I don't believe Vander is dead, and it is strongly inferred that he was turned into a werewolf esque character that is currently in League of Legends and called Warwick. In fact, he uh he says things like Vander says some things that are a little like Warwick esque, and it's just sort of the only deep state. Easter egg that was in the show that everybody picked up on immediately if they ever played League of Legends. Oh yeah, there's I just googled it and there's a ton of things that are like Vander equals Warwick confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's that thing. Half-Life 2 confirmed? No, never. Half-Life 2 came out a decade ago. I no. meant 3. Oh shit. <laughs> Gary's mod, the TV show. If you were that guy though that was like you didn't know Half-Life 2 came out and you're like I've been waiting 20 years. It's like, oh, man, it did come out. Oh shit. 
That would be the best day of your life. <laughs> These graphics are awful. Yeah, thanks to all our patrons. If Ryan's prepared to read their names out. I am incredibly prepared and not stalling one bit. Connor O'Dad, Jamie Lochner, Anthony Wells, Jan Twatch, my dog, Chris Wood, Brinkin, Craig, John Juris, Major Woody, and Carol Andreas. Go to patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-I-Z for one or more dollar a month. You get all of our episodes ad-free and uh, some bonus content uh, here and there whenever we decide to make bonus content. Some housekeeping very quickly. We've been recently signed to Minute Media slash Fansided. Congratulations to us. And uh, so that's why there are post credit ads and there's an ad in the middle. You don't, I don't think hear an ad like half the time you're listening to it on Spotify. So it's just a random weird (laughs) place in the middle of the podcast where it stops for like a second and then it goes back. Hopefully mid sentence. Uh, Here, I'm going to have you do this live. Uh, I think this is best case scenario. Uh, I need you, Chad, right now to say in your Onyx Surge voice, worm tuba. <laughs> Ready go. Is the in with that inflection? Yeah, you're walking by uh Toga who and as you are walking into the torture laboratory uh to do like to see your new mentor Judas Cradle who is going to teach you some more torture techniques and you know that calling me Tuba is going to make me angry but you always call me Worm anyway, so you pass by me and call me Worm Tuba uh as like a little uh uh, you just, like a uh, hello. Yeah, yeah, as a knife in the heart hello. Worm tuba. A little lower. Give me a little lower. Give me a little juice. Worm tuba. Yep, that was perfect. And that line will be in Nothing Star on uh, 2 1. So go listen to that. You'll, you would have heard, you just heard it live. It's <laughs> <laughs> a sneak peek. Yeah. Well, it's not live. It's not live. It's live. Hey guys, did you know that arcane just means old? Fuck you. <laughs>